We listen now for God to speak to us from the book of Jeremiah, the prophet, back in the 7th century BCE. We just heard our children sing about being light of the world and salt of the earth. There was an old book some decades ago entitled Out of the Salt Shaker. God's intention was to distribute salt throughout the world. And in the 8th century BCE, the exile occurred. The people of God were dispersed throughout Babylonia. It was a crisis of faith. Listen for God's word as it comes to us from Jeremiah. These are the words of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the remaining elders among the exiles, to the priests, the prophets, and to all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I've sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you join me in prayer? Almighty and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, for you are our strength and our redeemer. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, tonight I have the uh, distinct pleasure at our anniversary dinner of introducing Father Greg Boyle from Homeboy Industries fame. And so this week I've been reading his book, Tattoos on the Heart. And I thought since many of you are unable to join us tonight, perhaps you'd like to hear a little something from Father Greg Boyle. However, I will not tell stories nearly as good as he can. But in the first chapter of his book, Tattoos on the Heart, he tells the story of Mike Wallace of 60 Minutes News Program arriving at the Dolores Mission the poorest parish in Los Angeles, where Father Greg Boyle was the parish priest. A producer of the 60 Minutes program had read an article in the L.A. Times magazine about Father Greg's work with gang members in the housing projects of Los Angeles. And at that time, back in about 1990, the running joke was, you know you're going to have a bad day 
when Mike Wallace and 60 Minutes film crew show up at your office. So Mike Wallace arrived in a stretch white limousine. And Father Greg writes, he stepped out of the car wearing a flak jacket covered with pockets, prepared, I suppose, for a journey into the jungle. Later, in a recorded moment, sitting in an alternative classroom filled with gang members, all students in the alternative school that the Dolores Mission had set up, Wallace points to Father Greg and says, you won't turn these guys into the police? Father Greg responds with something like, I didn't take my vows to the Los Angeles Police Department. But then Wallace turns to a homie and he grills him saying, he won't turn you in, will he? Why is that? Why do you think he won't turn you over to the police? And the kid just stares at Mike Wallace, kind of shrugs nonplussed and says, God, I guess. Later on in that same exchange, for all his insensitivity, towards the end of the visit, Mike Wallace said to Father Greg, can I admit something to you? I came here expecting monsters, but that's not what I found. Now, like Mike Wallace, I think any one of us can find ourselves in life in an unexpected place, expecting monsters and finding something else. We sometimes survive things that we never thought we could survive. We find we can actually take off our flak jackets and put down our defenses and realize that God is everywhere we can go. That God is with us always, even to the end of the age, as it says at the end of Matthew's Gospel. But that idea did not always exist. Jeremiah, a prophet from 26 centuries ago, introduced that idea that there is one God and that God is Lord of all that is. That the God of the Jewish people was not simply a regional deity, was not tied to a particular land or a particular place or a particular people. That their God was the one and the only God of all. And therefore, you don't have to fear losing everything when your circumstances change because we cannot escape from the Lord's loving providence. So get on with your life. This is the 7th century before the Common Era, and it's one of the early refugee crises in the Middle East. Babylon had crushed the Israeli forces, had destroyed the temple, and exiled the people throughout the Babylonian Empire. It was one of the ways that you could make Babylonians 
this great melting pot idea where they would eventually lose their language and they would lose their identity as Jews and they would live with and work alongside Babylonians, their new neighbors, and eventually they would become Babylonians. And it worked well centuries earlier when the Assyrians overran the northern kingdom. The northern kingdom fell in 721 BCE and the ten tribes of Israel were dispersed among the Assyrians and they are now known as the lost ten tribes. They just assimilated. So it was reasonable to come to a conclusion that the way to defeat a kingdom is to destroy their deities and disperse the people throughout the new realm and sooner or later in a generation or two they will be no more. But that's not what happened. This Jewish minority kept their identity. They lived by the covenant and they honored and praised God and they learned to sing the Lord's song in a strange land sometimes we survive things we just don't expect we're going to survive and sometimes like Mike Wallace we find God in the most unexpected places in life Now, I know people who have experienced exile of one kind or another. I know that right this weekend, today, there is some young freshman in college on the other side of the country wondering how they're going to survive in their new home, living in some dorm room a continent away from the family that they know and love. And after all the searching and all the applications and all the essays and the college visits, finally a choice was made, and now they feel like they're in exile in a foreign land. I know people who make their way down some institutional corridor to a room, as I did last night down at the Keck USC Hospital, to a room where their loved one is lying in a bed, withering away. Some life-threatening illness or some accident or some rare crippling disease threatens everything they value and they find themselves in some exile in an institution, a hospital. And you wonder if you're going to survive this. I know there's some soldier today far away from home, sand pelting his or her goggles and counting the days before this tour of duty is over. And I know there's some of us sitting in here today, maybe it was an accident you survived, or maybe it was chemical dependency, or maybe it was some surgery, or maybe it was just surviving childhood. Wherever in your life you have found yourself in the experience of being in exile, in a foreign place, 
and you were unsure whether you were going to survive the ordeal or not, you may have been surprised to discover the Lord was there too. And not only could you survive, you were going to be all right. Life throws many foreign experiences at us, and they continue all the way to the end of life. When we might find ourselves in a retirement home that seems, well, foreign. Seems completely distant from the home that we know and loved and where we raised our children and where we have so many great memories. Can you trust in God when you experience something so foreign? Are you willing to believe that the creator of all that is is also with you always to the end of the age? Even in whatever foreign place you find yourself? Seek the welfare where I've sent you into exile and pray on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. Get on with living. That's the insight that Father Greg discovered in the poorest parish in Los Angeles. And it's the reason that the book he writes, Tattoo on the Hearts, is about God. And in seeking the welfare of this crime-ridden, gang-infested barrio in Los Angeles, he discovered his own welfare and the welfare of the city. And sometimes you just find the Lord in the most unexpected places. He writes, Bill Kane was Father Greg's spiritual director and friend and also a priest. Bill took a break from his ministry to care for his father who is dying of cancer. His father had become quite frail and he was dependent on his son Bill for everything. But his mind was still sharp. Bill would put his father to bed each night and then he'd read him to sleep just as his father had done for him when he was a child. Bill would read from some novel, and his father would lay there staring at his son, smiling. Bill was exhausted from the day's demands, and he would plead with his, with his father, Dad, here's the idea. I read to you, and you fall asleep. <laughs> Bill's father would impishly apologize and he would close his eyes but this wouldn't last long soon the father would pop open one eye and smile at his son and bill would catch him and he would whine come on now dad and the father would oblige him but he couldn't anymore and then the other eye would pop open he'd catch a glimpse of his son and he'd smile and this went on and on until after his death.
Bill came to realize that this evening ritual was really just the story of a father who couldn't take his eyes off his kid. And Father Greg writes, how much more so God? And Anthony DeMello writes, behold the one beholding you and smiling. You are my beloved child in whom I'm well pleased. The day may come for all of us and each of us when we no longer feel at home in the life we're living. Some change in your circumstances, natural or unnatural causes, you may find yourself feeling exiled in your own life, living in a strange place and wondering if you're going to survive this. Well, the word from Jeremiah is, don't worry. God has not left your side. You can still live out your faith because it was never dependent upon the particular circumstances you were in that you thought made all the difference. And the landscape of your life matters less than the interior of your life. The territory where the Lord reigns is not about geography. It's about what's in your soul. So go along to get along. Trusting in God's providence and relying upon Christ's strength within you. And wherever you find yourself, seek the welfare of that place because in its welfare is your welfare. Homeboy Industries is a testament to that reality. So we should spend less time dreaming about the past or dreaming about where we want to be and we should spend more time investing in the places where we are. For the sake of Christ. Because that's why he has us there. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Thanks be to God. Amen.